to episode 63 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Today, I am joined by Hawa. She is the creative director and designer of Sincere Swim. Hello. Thank you so much for being with me Thank you for having me. It's been a while. Like, I was been supposed to come. Finally did it. We're here. Finally. I know. we. Uh, I think we didn't do timing. Because at first, yeah. we were trying to do it like with your first launch. But now, I think it's going to be better because you can speak to you know how your first round went yeah. versus how your second round A lot more going. experience. Yeah, and be able to speak to everything. So before I start any podcast, of course, I have to acknowledge my sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by 620 Style. Um, she is the queen of the flare pant. Make sure you check her out and you can use code black in fashion to shop with her. I also like to do a icebreaker. So the icebreaker is called this or that. So you just okay. got to tell me which one you like over the other one. Okay. All right. All right. Side boob or under boob? Side boob. Mules or wedges? Mules. Um... Damn, you answer fast. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> see it. I see it flare, in my head. Flare leg or skinny leg? It depends. You gotta it pick depends. One. You got to pick either flare or skinny. I'll do the skinny. All right. Berets or, ba- or baseball caps? Baseball caps. I'm such a tomboy at heart. Like, oh. I hate it. <laughs> well, I was just about to ask you, oh, Adidas or Nike? Damn. Um, Nikes. Nikes. Uh, fine. Nikes. Right, what you was going to say, Adidas? You thought I was going to say Adidas? No, I didn't know what you were going to say. I was going to say Reebok. I'm oh, no. In. I would have just repicked the other. No Reebok over here. I haven't worn Reebok in years. Hilarious. Okay, so my first segment is, um, it's a look. So is there anyone in the media, particularly in resort and swimwear, that you have seen just come through and, like, slay this week via social media or TV? In swimsuits, this week, not really, but I've really been inspired by Sweetie. Okay. And her look. Like, literally, it's not based off of swimwear. I'm just saying, in general, her look has been on point. Like, I feel like she's a real fashionista. She owns her look, and she just wears it, and she does what the hell she wants. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So let's start off by just learning a little bit of, like, about your background, where you're from, okay. how you grew up. So just tell us a little bit about you and um, how you even came to, you know, want to design. Okay, so I am of African background. My family is West African. I'm first generation born in New York, well, in America, first generation. Um, as far as me growing up, I grew up in a real cultured household, um, African, very Islamic, strict. So like you wouldn't see me in swimsuits. Like I would have to hide to go design like I'll try and like mix up swimsuits in my house and like wear them out like with like shorts and stuff and my mom would just like never know like because I have to be always dressed up um as far as like my journey into becoming a designer it was never really a thing for me I was just always inspired by different styles of swimsuits and I thought that because of my shape I'm very like Hourglass. If you would say, yeah, Coke, Coke bottle or whatever, it was really hard for me to find swimsuits that would, like, complement my figure. So I thought that me going into the whole swimsuit business, it would be perfect for me to find styles that would cater to my shape and females around that. So this is why I thought to become a fashion designer in the whole swimsuit line. Yes. What teared you away from maybe just buying something wholesale opposed to being a designer? Did you have, did you explore that option at first? I actually thought that I wanted to be unique. I don't want to get something that someone already has made and make it into my name. I think that's 
even though that's a lane for people, I wanted to just be unique and do my own thing and like find inspiration and make that into my own thing instead of just buying wholesale and saying, hey, this is from somebody else, but I'm selling it. I'd rather just like own it and just do my own thing and create. Gotcha. So when was like the first time, I guess, like you, you sketched or you found like the piece that was like, you know what, this is going to be the first thing that I made? Girl, I used to work at a, a daycare center. Okay. So yeah, so like on my lunch breaks while the kids were sleeping, I would have like a notebook out and I'll like start drawing things. I'm like, yeah, let me just start drawing because I really didn't want to do the whole swimsuit thing at first. I was... I was gonna do the swimsuit thing. I was just planning on doing like a broad spectrum of like maybe blazers, dresses, but then I felt like the swimsuit thing was really my thing. So I started design like drawing things. I'm really a bad designer, like a drawer. I can't draw to save my life. Can't draw to save my life. So I had um, one of my friends, she started like drawing everything for me and like I just literally like told her my vision of what I wanted it to be and she executed it perfectly and I loved it. Hey, All our Mimi. friends are in the room. Hey, Sheena. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, Mimi. <laughs> hey. Aww. Hey, Renee. Oh, my God. <laughs> they all in there. Y'all amazing. <laughs> y'all gonna make me blush? Okay. Girls gonna be blush. <laughs> so let's talk about just creating that, that first piece. Like, what was that experience about? Like, what did you do <sighs> firsthand to go ahead oh and start God. creating the Where collection? do I start? So <laughs> that first collection that I did, I'm very proud of it. Like, I am very proud of it because I actually went and did something that I thought I wouldn't be able to do. Mm -hmm. So that in itself was just like something. So my first collection was very difficult. There's a lot of hardships that I went through, but that first piece when I actually did figure out when I wanted to look and when it did come out the way that I wanted it to look, it was just like a, a feeling of like, girl, you finally did that. Like you, you did that. Mm -hmm. But then like the, the time that it took to get to that final piece, mm -hmm. like I literally felt like it wasn't gonna happen. Like I was just like, maybe I should give up. I don't know if I should keep doing this, but like there was like a lot of doubt in my mind. So it was like discouraging. Yeah, it was very like discouraging because I had to go a lot of back, do a lot of back and forth thing with like manufacturers in Jersey. Like I used to travel to Jersey two hours mm -hmm. to go do stuff. And like when I would get there, like there would be nothing done. So it's like, oh, I'm wasting time. Mm -hmm. Okay, coming back to Brooklyn and then finding people out here. So I'm like really, really blessed to find you. Aww. Lisa, I, I'm literally blessed to find, like literally she's helped me <laughs> with everything and I'm so happy I find you because yes, I will tell her this. Did you find like that like you were being told one thing or that like, they were trying to overcome? Yes, they and, definitely like, were. Was it, they were being deceiving and like yes. saying things were done when they weren't really done. Yes, yes. Okay. Especially when I, I met up with my second, because I had two manufacturers before I started working with Lenise. I found a manufacturer in the um, garment district and I was working with her. Everything was fine in the beginning. Like, you know, they like to sell you dreams. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna be done this way. I used to work in the fashion industry, this, 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 this. I have dreams for you. Okay, cool. So as, <laughs> as time would progress, like I told her I had a deadline. I wanted it to be done by this time. She would stop answering calls. I would have fabric missing. It was like times where she would tell me I, I need this much amount of fabric. And then like, I'll bring it to her and like, no, you need more, this and that. Like, it was just so much going on. And like, it literally was oh, very discouraging. <laughs> she said Lenise was having sin. I'm like, Yeah, she was like literally like everything. Like Aww, you literally came you. through in the clutch for me. Thank you. So with this manufacturer, because I just want to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So they'll tell you one time, like, oh, you need this amount of fabric. Then you do it. Yeah. And then they tell you you need more. Did they at all, or did she at all, explain the process and the way things were working? Like, did you understand what was happening? Or were you just like, she's 
all over the place. No, she was actually, she actually did explain what it was, but the thing with her was she explained everything and she went back on what she explained to me, if that made sense. Gotcha. Yeah, she, yeah. she sold you a yeah. dream. She like sold me a dream. She literally sold me a dream. So after that, I was just like, nope. And then when I actually found Lenise, it's Lenise's company, it was just like, okay, you're telling me exactly what I need to do in order to reach a goal. And that's exactly what happened. And it happened, like, it worked out in that order. And yes. So. I feel like they, and I think that there's also somewhat of like a language barrier in the garment district. Too. Yeah, because like, she was Asian. <laughs> but like, she spoke perfect English. Yeah. Like she would literally explain to me everything that I needed to do. And when I did it, I would bring stuff to her and she'll be like, okay, well, because you didn't bring this much amount of fabric, it's going to hold you back like maybe two weeks. And like I have my, I have other people that I'm working with. So you're going to be like, back there I'm going to work on yours after I'm done with them and it was just like a whole bunch of back and forth that I was not because this is like literally my first my first collection so I I wasn't really too educated I would say like I was learning as I go mm -hmm. with everything so I was trusting her to like help me with the process like be like there to promised. me yes okay. and she wouldn't girl so when just... you finally did get your pieces and you were able to do like a um photo shoot oh my god amazing how was that and how did you come up with the concept behind the photo shoot and who did you get involved like with helping you uh like showcase like what your vision was yes so i've always had a vision of like for me swimsuits i want them to be fun and vibrant and sexy and not over overbearing so with me like i thought i wanted something oh. to be I she wanted to say hair by sheens. Make sure you plug in. Okay, now plug in. <laughs> hair by sheens. <laughs> so with that, like I thought that I wanted something to be on the beach, really fun, like playful. Everybody's having fun. It don't look forced. So with that, like I had my friends help out. Shout out to Mimi. Shout out to Sheena. Shout out to everyone that was involved. Like literally it was it was like amazing to see that I had so many people in my corner to like help me like execute this and like it really like like I have a girl tribe that like y'all really support me and I loved it. And they literally helped me come through with like the whole commercial. The commercial was perfect. Like I loved it. Everything about it was perfect. The shoot was perfect. It's just like now I know moving forward that I have to do more in order to like the whole marketing thing has to like Point. work out. Yeah. So like your tribe, you had your friends were your models. They did your yes. the hair, help mm -hmm. people with concepts. They were oiling booties and everything. My cousin <laughs> was oiling booties on the beach, okay? <laughs> Sheena came through and everything. Like I literally appreciate all of y'all for like coming through and showing y'all love for me in my up. line. So how after like after you drop like the photo I'm sorry, the photos and like the commercials like that. When you actually drop like the website, how was that? Like did you get your first couple of orders in this first hours? Did it take a couple of days? Like what was it like like leading up to like you dropping it and then like actually sales? Okay, so me leading into dropping it, like I used product um photos that I used at the shoot. So um like do it like a countdown. So like every day was just like maybe six days. I would have a picture with like a model on there with a swimsuit on, five, four days left, and then like I would just do that until it became the the day of the actual launch. So as soon as that did ha that happened, I had like two orders in maybe like the the first three hours. That's yeah, okay. two orders. Shout out to Nisha, Tony <laughs> Tony Charles, my baby. <laughs> okay, so um. Who did your marketing for you? Like, did you uh, come up with the whole concept yourself for the marketing, or did you have somebody kind of come in and like help you like be strategic with putting it out? I actually did the marketing myself. Oh, I did nice. everything myself. Yeah. So like, I would have input. Like, people would help me. Like, maybe you should do this and then do that. But like, the whole thing in itself, like, I actually like planned it out like that. Okay. Yeah, where I did like the long, um, the countdown. Um, yeah. 
Do you we'll find that it was easier, um, like, just planning everything out yourself, or did you find it, like, somewhat hard, like, just hearing everyone's different opinion at, like, one time, like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, or you should design like this. So I feel like when um, you express or you talk about, like, what you're doing, um, sometimes, like, friends and naysayers or anyone are like, oh, well, you should do this instead. Or you no, should no, do that. no, no, Have no. you ever had to, like, deal with, like, anyone speaking to you, trying to tell you what you should do? Well, listen, like, nobody can actually tell me what I should do. All I can do is take their opinions and make it better if I feel like that's going to make it better. Like, I have my friends always telling me, maybe you should make it this way because they're going to be consumers as well. So I want right. them to understand that I am, taking in, I'm, I am taking in your opinion about what you're saying about what I'm doing with the whole swimsuit thing. I take it into consideration and I'll move forward with it, with the opinions, if I feel like it is needed to move forward with. If gotcha. it's not, then like, I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Can't do it, it's not gonna work out. <laughs> okay. So what did you learn? Cause I know you had spoke to me about like, you still like sitting on like certain sizes. Yes. What did you learn as far as like, how you're gonna move into your next collection when it comes to like, producing and manufacturing units, you know? So what's the biggest piece of advice you can give to others that's like, that'll help them, like when they start producing when it comes to like sizing garments? I, I would say pre-ordering. Like <laughs> I'm gonna definitely do that moving forward. I will definitely start make doing pre-orders before I do like a whole bunch of um, sizes. Because when I first started, like I was listening to people, as I told you, and I thought because I didn't have too much knowledge about the whole industry and like fashion or whatever, like I was taking into consideration. Okay, maybe because a lot of people don't have extra larges, I can do a lot of extra larges and they would buy like buy it. But it didn't work out in that way because I have a whole bunch of extra larges sitting in my house right now collecting dust. So I'm gonna just move forward and like doing the whole pre-orders and understanding that my my clientele is small, mediums, and large, like girls that are Coke bottle, like I told you. So yeah, I'm gonna move forward in that. Like I'll get more orders, like in more more styles in those sizes, and do pre-orders in general to make sure I don't sit on too much stuff at the end. Yeah, because right so you now, definitely girl, learn who your target consumer yeah. was, and like, and even though you thought that you know you was being inclusive by doing an extra large, that wasn't your it. Didn't work out, yeah. I, what I find is that with a lot of designers, it's like I don't want to leave anyone out, and it's not about leaving anyone out. That was definitely, but me. it's about like making sure that what you're selling makes sense for the right people. So right. it's like. If extra large isn't selling, then extra large isn't selling, so I'm not going to continue to produce that. And then when somebody comes in and they do want an extra large, it's like, okay, you can special order it, but that's not something that I typically offer yes. because then I'm going to sit on that stock. And at the end of the day, that's... That's just money that I lost out on, money that I spent to make all of this, and it's just still sitting collecting dust. So, yeah, moving forward, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because <laughs> I can't. All that money. <laughs> all that money. All that money. So, did you feel like uh, which sold better, two pieces or one pieces? Um, the two pieces so better. better. Yeah, okay. the two pieces. I'm sitting on a lot of, not a lot, but I'm sitting on more one pieces than I am two pieces right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what can we expect to see differently or what have you encompassed from the first drop to the second drop that you are doing um, now? For, well, I'm definitely using, I'm definitely using the same colors as far as the first, like I'm definitely using the first, the same colors as I'm using in the um, first collection, but this time around, it's gonna be way more sexier. Mm -hmm. I feel more confident about women actually loving the pieces this time around. I feel more confident that, um, I mean, they're, they're like, I, I, I'm like, I don't know the word for it right now. Like, I feel like it's just lit. 
It's lit. It's lit. That's just the word that's in my head right now. It's just lit. And I feel like, um, yeah, I think they're going to love these, this collection more because as far as like the marketing is going to happen, it's going to be way better now. Um, and I know more about the industry a little bit more thanks to you. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's going to be a good thing. What brand? Sincere, Sincere Swim. swim. <laughs> Sincere Swim. So tell me this. You're leaving something out. What else what? are we introducing with this new collection? We're introducing men's trunks. <laughs> We're introducing men's trunks. We're introducing men's trunks. Yes, I'm coming out with a men's trunk line. It's gonna consist of three styles. Um, yeah, very. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited. I don't want to give out too much because I'm actually waiting for the pictures and everything to drop. Right. But yes. And what, just, I want to know what made you want to do men's. Like, what, what about the last experience? Which probably people be like, oh, why you ain't doing it? Was that it? Like, the people, what? why is the men's stuff? Where, where my trunks at? It's literally, this is a question. Where are my trunks at? Listen, oh, not right now, not right now. But now I'm, th I'm taking into consider consideration that a lot of men have been asking me about stuff, like to drop stuff. So I think I'm going to start doing that. And I don't see a lot of people working on men's trunks. They don't. They don't work on men's trunks. So I want to be like the one of the first, if I'm not the first, to like start going in that route and actually learning what men like mm -hmm. as far as that and branching off hopefully yeah so yeah sure. i'm very excited so that's like supply and demand yes you somebody keep asking you about something that's you will definitely figure out that there's a market there, there is. and you might as well go ahead and capitalize off that market so. i can't wait <laughs> i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> i love that so do you have like a like concept in mind for like the next photo shoot uh yes it's probably going to be a little similar to the first concept because i still want to keep it in like the whole playful sexy kind of style so it's going to be in the same like the same concept but hmm, maybe some somewhere different somewhere different okay maybe an island maybe in an island maybe on a yacht yeah oh, maybe on a yacht maybe in vegas maybe in vegas maybe on a, in cali hello on a you know some somewhere cute and nice Okay, yes. so I have a, my second segment is called, It's a Success, It's a Disaster. Oh, child. This <laughs> sounds like, this sounds like something right now. <laughs> so can you just speak about a time, just like in your journey, that, you know, something started off as a complete and utter disaster, but it taught you something that turned into a success for your business? Yes. When I was working with the lady in the garment district, I went in there blind. Like, I didn't really know what exactly, I, what I wanted exactly. I just know I wanted the pieces done. That's all I know. I wanted the pieces done. So I was literally listening to what she was telling me and not going back and doing the research. Mm -hmm. So with that, I actually started going back and like actually reading up on things now and asking you a lot of questions. I know you sick of me probably. I'm always... <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now, like, I know now to ask questions. I know now to, like, be more knowledgeable about what I'm going into and not just doing it because, hey, I want to sell swimsuits. Let me just do this, do that, and just, just here. Just giving my money away just because for the, the sake of it, you know? Right. Yeah, so that's that. I remember you mentioning one thing about them losing something of yours. Yeah, they lost yeah. my lining. <laughs> so this lady <laughs> lost my whole lining. So I had gave her fabric to, like, hold because she was supposed to work on my manufacturing so when I figured out that I didn't want to work with her anymore she, before I knew that she, I didn't want to work with her anymore she moved my stuff to like a cutting room you said yeah. it was a cutting room so I found all my other fabric there but like it's so crazy that it was just the lining that was missing right because you you could use the lining for anything right but so somebody probably, probably used it yeah so. she probably gave it away to somebody because yeah she was a bitch so lesson I'm sorry no Anytime. cursing no no you're fine oh, okay yeah, yeah she's a bitch yeah she's a bitch 
Okay. I didn't like. She was a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. She was a bitch. She just randomly threw your stuff in the cut. In fact, she's like, I have no idea about the lining, girl. I you gave you the lining. Good, right? I gave you the lining. Right. So lesson: when it comes to working with manufacturers. Cutting and sewing, you should be asking them what is the cutting and sewing price and if they're doing it at their facility. If they're outsourcing it, that means they are doing lots of loads or they're just throwing it off to someone else. It should always be in the same factory. Things should be getting cut and sewn in the same factory unless you're making like 500 plus units. The fact that she sent it somewhere and she didn't, tell didn't me. know what the hell it was, she didn't, tell me that didn't she was say doing anything that. about it is like a red flag because it's just like, why the hell is it there? Because that was a factory in itself. So right. I didn't understand why she took it somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. It was a factory. So where the fuck did you think you were taking my thing? I like I did not know. I didn't know. So like when she sent me somewhere else, I was just like, why is it there? I thought you right. were doing everything in house. And from a customer service standpoint, why the hell she sending you somewhere that you don't know anything nothing about? about she nothing about nothing. No, you? listen. Like literally, she would not like. I would t I would call her. She wouldn't answer. I would email her. She would get back to me like maybe a week after. Mm. It was a horror. It was like a, literally a disaster. It was a disaster. Gotcha. But you know, you live and learn. You live and you learn. You live and you learn, sis, because that was not it. <laughs> it was not it. Literally the most stressful is life. Like literally it was so stressful. All right. So what if, do you have a swimwear designer that you admire or a designer that you look up to that inspires you? I mean, there's a couple of different ones. I don't have one in particular. Like the thing with me is like I look at different swimsuits and I take from it like ideas and I'll put them together. Mm-hmm. So like I don't have one set, but like I've been looking at Closet Envy, um, Jai Nices. I look at Mint Swim, but she's really like on the at basic, I guess. I think yeah, she's, she's very real, basic. Yeah, it's real basic, but I I still look at her to see like what people like. Like yeah. I look at the comments and see stuff. Um, a lot of black owned Coco D swimwear. Uh, Sheena said, "Move closer to Lynn." <laughs> she want to see everything. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um. Yeah. Um. What else? Icon Swim, I kind of look at their stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of different different plate, the different swimsuit manufacturers. And when stuff, you look so. at their stuff, do you look at pricing? How yes, do you definitely go look about at pricing. like creating your pricing strategy? Well, because we're doing handmade, I, I'm pretty sure that that makes it a little bit more expensive. And USA made. Yeah, and it's USA made as well. Um, the pricing, because I, usually when you look at the like the big names on Instagram, like Jai Nice and stuff, I'm pretty sure they, they buy in like a lot of fabric, like a lot of pieces. So mm -hmm. they're kind of cut on like the lower, the lower price. Yeah, um, the, the more lower you price. make, the less you can tell. Yeah, but the lower price range. Yeah. If you're doing exclusivity and you're not making a lot of units, you do got to price up for that. Was pricing it at all like a struggle for you, trying to figure it out? Or a little was bit. it kind of easy? A little bit. You had to help me with that, I remember, because I had them priced at a different price point at first. And you're just like, girl, they're handmade. That's why I kept hearing you say, they're handmade, girl, they're handmade. <laughs> You need to put that price a little high. I was like, oh, girl, all right, yeah. all right. I just, I just, I believe there's a consumer for everything, you know. Yeah. And granted, there are swimsuits out there that are cheap, but I just think that those are two different type of shoppers. Like yeah. the girl who wants the cheap twenty dollars swimsuit, and there's a girl out there who wants a two hundred dollars swimsuit, and that's just as long as it's, it is. it's worth the pricing. That's right. all I, I'm thinking about. Yeah, like and cost per wear. Like where is made makes a difference. How it made makes a difference. The mm -hmm. fact that you won't go to the beach and see three other girls with my fashion nova swimsuit. Like, you're only going to see me with it. You're yeah. going to see me on the yacht, me in Vegas. So, like, you also selling, like, exclusivity, yep. you know? And I think that sometimes designers have a struggle with prices because they're just afraid that it, like, it might be too high. or That was know. my one of my yeah, fears, it's like, too. it's like you cannot be afraid. And I, I'm one of them, too. Not with my clothing. I used to be with myself. 
Okay. Like, with, like with consulting, uh, my consultation is 35. Really, I'm 125 now. Because once I realized. You have all the knowledge, so you're good to like. To <laughs> but it took me a while to get there because I also was afraid too. Like, uh, is somebody going to pay for it if this amount? And I would always ask Candace. We have Candace in the studio. Candace is here. Candace is right here. <laughs> they can't get yeah, it. Well, mic is on. Hi. Okay. <laughs> She's such a life. <laughs> I'm like, I would ask, I was like, do you think people are paper? And you always tend to ask your friends sometimes. Of course. And then no offense, but like sometimes your friends are not your consumers. So it's like, I ask all my friends, like, how much would you pay for this? And then I'll get, depending on the friend I'm asking, like seven different prices. And yeah. I'm just like, ooh, child. Yep. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I haven't, I don't think I've asked any of you guys. Did I ask you about prices, Mimi? I don't think so. Yeah. Because yeah, it's hard because like you want to like, okay, but they would buy this. But then you got to kind of figure out, is my friends my target consumer? Sometimes right. they are, sometimes they're not. It depends on what it is. So, like, it's hard to ask. It's like you almost got to just put it, like, you got to put it on social media. Yep. Amongst people that don't know you and people that business. don't know you. So that there is not, like, a biased opinion. Like, how much they business. would pay for it. Straight business. Know? Yeah. Now, you got to tell me, mm. with your stuff, the people who know you, not necessarily friends, but just people who know you, were they asking for the hookup? Did they want no. discounts? Mm -mm. No prices. No, they no, have no. With they that. haven't, no. Okay, no. good. Look, I'm like, no, no like, thank so you. What you got for me? Can you Not yet. <laughs> because I don't think the first collection did as well as I wanted it to, so I didn't have too many people like asking about anything. But then when they did purchase, they purchased at full price. No okay. problem. No nothing. Okay. So I appreciate and was there anything else about like your first production that you would have like ch changed or did anything differently? Not necessarily what happened with the girl, but like mm -hmm. in the final one. Like in the final one, was there anything like, okay, this is what I learned from the production aspect that I would know moving forward? No, I don't think so. I think with like more of like the marketing, I think I should have like kept that going. I feel like as it went on and I didn't see too many people buying, I was just like all oh, getting discouraged and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, I'll post whenever I want to. And that's the mentality that oh, you need to get off. Yeah, gotcha. get off of. I need to get off of that because mm -hmm. that's literally the thing with me. Like, okay, I'll post today because I want to. Right. I'll post tomorrow because I want to. Mm -hmm. And I need to be consistent. I love this very important. Do you guys have any questions? So yes, have good, questions. This should be, I think this should be like a little, I'm going to give you like the last five to ten minutes for like Q&A for those who, you know, are, who maybe have already done something already and then they needed like some advice or some help or something like that moving into their second collections. I think that I, I haven't really had that many like new designers on here okay. and so they can't really speak to, and then who actually went through the process is you because a lot of times new designers are still like cutting and sewing okay. shit themselves yeah. and like trying to do custom stuff. Like I think you're one of the first new designers I've ever had that has went through the entire production process, tried to figure it out on your oh own, my God. needed some help, went past it and actually learned like from your mistakes and actually put your foot out because some yeah. people are scared to spend the money. I, girl, me too. Is, yeah, I am scared. <laughs> but what? you did it, though. Yeah, I'm like, still scared. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> should I, should I, fuck it. Go ahead. Right. Fuck and, it. And that's the mentality you got to have because entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is a risk. It's risk. Yeah. It's risky. You, you don't know if you're going to make money. You don't know if it's going to do well. You don't know how people are going to respond to it. But it's like, you do kind of got to be a risk taker because it's just like, scared money don't make no don't money. Don't make no money, mm -hmm. sis. That's a question right there. <laughs> how much money did you save to start? I Listen, I didn't really save money to start. I just literally went with it. Like, it was just like, okay, well, I'm going to do swimsuits. How much is it? Okay, I don't have it right now, but I'm going to just put it towards this. And then, like, it'll, it'll come. Like, it wasn't like me, I have, okay, this much saved for this. I didn't do that at all, oh. if that's what the question do was. Do you think that people should save for it, or do you think just wing it? I mean, uh, I think so. I think it would be, be best to save so you'll know your budget, like, as far as moving forward. Like, you don't go over your budget and stuff if you have a budget for yourself. But, yeah, I think that'd be good to that's save. 
before you go and not just spend it like I did. Okay. Oh, I have a question because we didn't talk about it. Your packaging. You know, you came up with like a really nice concept. Like I can't wait for my first packaging and like to go put it in. There. Like, how yes. did who did you work with? I mean, or how did you work through like getting the packaging done? Because you have like the those really yeah, the little, yeah. I should have bought one. Shit. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. So I started with the whole packaging. I had a vision where like I would put like the swimsuits in like a little box, and you can open it, and it'll be real cute. So I started by going on to Alibaba, and I found the. Um, what do you call them? Packaging. Yeah, maybe. a supplier mm -hmm. from China. And it kind of took a while because I bought a whole bunch of boxes. I think I bought like 500. Whew. Yeah, it was a lot of boxes. and it, it came. That was the order minimum, though? Yeah, that was oh. order minimum. Okay. And like, like like I told you, I went in it blindly. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sell all these swimsuits, so I'm, I don't care. I'm going to buy 500 boxes. And they were literally sitting in my room mm -hmm. for about three months. Press cancel. They were literally sitting in my room for about two months before I actually got like a story space for it. But the boxes are beautiful. Like um, I'm gonna do it where you buy like, cause I'm also coming out with accessories, sunglasses, cover-ups, scrunchies, head wraps. So like once you have stuff like that, you can put it in. Like it'll be like a whole package deal. Like a little cute box, it's black since there's swim on it. It's real cute. You got the dial over here. So. Aw. It's all right. That I'll don't look like right. that's gonna charge it. It's gonna be 1%, sorry guys. Is that going to charge it? I don't think so. You have to put That's it sideways. Like an ox cord. Oh, shoot. Damn. Okay. Oh, well, if we die on the live, we die on the live. <laughs> Sorry. We ain't did it on this, though, so we're good. Okay. But, yeah. All right. So now you have all this packaging. You're going to keep utilizing it because you've already invested in it now. Yeah. Is there anything that you would change about that experience with your packaging? Yeah, I wish it, I wish I would have went with um, a lower MOQ. Yeah, but I love the package in itself. I can't wait for the first one to go out, just like oh. so people can experience like getting a nice little package, open it, like you know the whole unpacking, un unpacking, right? That's what you call it. The whole unpacking, the yeah, the surprise. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just this we only got one percent, so the live will not save, but this video will be available on YouTube um, next week when this episode actually airs. So you guys just got a little sneak peek right now. Actually, you could end it now and save it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to say that. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Hawa, for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, we, of course, we still will be here. Of course. Um, do you have any, like, recommended download video? If, do you have any, like, recommended readings or anything that you found that helped you just learn a little bit more about business or anything that you would recommend that someone that is pursuing a, a career in entrepreneurship read? Or a you know an article. Yeah, I just like I that. just go on YouTube. I, I say YouTube. I just go on um, Google and I put in like different like design, mm -hmm. like designers and stuff, and I'll read up on that. I don't have a specific, I don't have a specific um, read that I have. Mm -hmm. I just go on Google and just put in like swimsuits, manufacturing swimsuits and stuff like that, and read based off of that, like marketing articles. Yeah. It's basically that. Just marketing articles. Mar marketing, design, manufacturing. Like, I read up on all those different things. But there's not a set read. Do you have anything that you would recommend to me? Um, I mean, I love the Fashion Business Manual. Um, I think it helps out designers. And then um, the Plan, the Product, the Process by Lisa Newell Hopkins um, kind of walks through it. But just to be, like, inspired by different things. I have a book that is, like, 
how to design lingerie and uh, swimwear. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, and it's just I nice remember. to look at to like get ideas. Mm -hmm. So I like looking like at stuff like that. Um, like when I'm like working with clients that do that because it's not something. I think I did it one time. I did like a half swimwear, half lingerie collection. And I think you showed me. It yeah. has sketches, right? No, I did it, did it. I oh. did it. That was the last collection I did. I did it in 2016. Mm. I did a vacation collection. Oh, nice. Um, and so I had a swimsuit that matched a piece of lingerie. I think that's when I had first fell in love, child. Oh. I, was, I was being inspired. <laughs> love is inspiring. Now. Love is inspiring. All right. Well, uh, Candace, do you want to say hi? She's been sitting in the studio with us, and we actually hey about guys. to head out. Hey, guys. How are you? How's it going out there? Like they, they can't answer, answer you. <laughs> <laughs> They're not answering, sis. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, guys. She's so stupid. <laughs> well, she's our commentator. This is our crazy, sexy, cool moment. Yes. <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming. Thank I you so enjoyed much. this. Um, as you guys know, like I said, this episode will be aired next week. Um, we're going to pop out. It's the perfect time. And we'll put it out right before she launches and give you everything. So can't we'll wait. definitely use this for promo and for content. Yes. So make sure you guys uh, just throw out your Instagram handle so they know where to follow you and where to shop. Well, you can follow my business page. It's Sincere Swim. You can go on SincereSwim.com to shop the collection that is up right now. To follow my personal page, it's Sincerely, period, H-A-W-A. So, yes, if you want to see my little personal life, my little turn up, you can go there. <laughs> Anything else business-wise, go to SincereSwim.com. Perfect. Thanks so much. And as I always say, stay black. Stay black, sis. Peace out. <laughs>